0: like a like a It is Friday, October 2nd here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 4 FanDuel podcast. I'm your host Matt Shop. with me again are Tyler Syracuse and Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at FanShare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com, and you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Tyler, you took week three of the Shark Duel by 20 with the only Russell Wilson lineup. What else went right for you?
1: Yeah, I stacked Russell Wilson with his two wide receivers there, so obviously they had a huge game. Uh, I think we were all on similar running back roster construction with the chalk options of Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, I nailed the Tampa Bay defense, was a key to my lineup. And then I went with Zach Ertz instead of Dallas Goddard, and that benefited me basically because Dallas Goddard got injured, which benefited Zach Ertz. He got more targets, and it benefited my lineups because Goddard was over 50% in cash compared to Ertz at like one or two percent so I got pretty lucky there but I'd say the key to my lineup was that Seattle stack and then I had Amari Cooper in the same game who had a huge first half and did nothing in the second half but we nailed that game stack pretty good and and I felt I felt good about that other than the, the DK Metcalf blunder from the, the one or two yard line there.
2: Yeah, the got hurt what happened for you Jared otherwise? Yeah I mean the more Seahawks in her lineup last week the better. Um, I, I didn't play Tyler Lockett, I think that was my biggest problem here. And I had Dallas Goddard, so that hurt. I mean, the the injury killed me as well. Cam Newton barely being involved with the scoring
0: for New England. I mean, they got the points. They got the points on the ground. It was just Rex Burkhead playing the role of Cam Newton this week. I, I guess wrong too with my Cowboys and Seahawks wideouts. CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, DK Metcalf. No Tyler Lockett, no Michael Gallup. You know, I'm not going to call those wrong. I just got happened to get the wrong guys. I think the picks were fine overall. And I, I did pick those guys, even though I went with Cam Newton, because I expected you guys to pick from either Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott and wanted to make sure I got some of those points at least. But Tyler now holds a 2-1 season lead over Jared. I'm just unhappy to be here chasing you now. We will all be back at it this week. We will show you who we're playing against each other in the free post for this podcast on DraftSharks.com. Tyler, though, please help me start building a winning lineup with some Cash QB talk.
1: So Cash QB is going to come down to roster construction for me. Usually there's enough salary to pay up for the top options on FanDuel much easier than on DraftKings. Uh, I do love Ryan Fitzpatrick at 7.1,000. I think he's got a great shot at over 20 fantasy points this week. I'm not sure we're going to need to pay down that far uh, with the 60,000 salary over on FanDuel. So for me, it's probably going to be Russell Wilson sitting at 9,000. I don't think there's any chance the Dolphins defense stops Russell Wilson. He's got 14 touchdowns through three games. He's averaging over 34 uh, points a game, 15 more than Lamar Jackson, which is just crazy. And he offers you six hundred dollars of savings compared to Lamar. And I just like him a little bit more than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, who are just a little bit under him. So for me, it's looking like uh, Russell Wilson and Cash over on FanDuel.
2: I'm actually gonna start with Dak Prescott, um, who is you know eight hundred dollars cheaper than Russell Wilson, five hundred dollars cheaper than Mahomes. I, I slightly prefer those guys, I guess, if I can get up there. So we'll see how the lineup comes together. But I think Dak at eighty two hundred is a nice value. You know, we, we always like playing Dak better at home um, he had 450 passing yards he had the three rushing touchdowns in his only home game this season against atlanta look back to last year he had 328 yards and 2.5 touchdowns per game at home so those are nice numbers obviously and then this matchup's good uh, cleveland's 27th in our adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks and denzel lord and, and uh, greedy williams their top two corners are both banged up coming into this game. So I think uh, Dallas's passing game should have a big one.
0: Yeah, I certainly agree with Dak. I think probably Dak and Deshaun Watson are going to be my starting point. Watson's even $400 cheaper than Dak Prescott. So we'll see as I'm building my lineups how much that salary matters. But I think they both give you some salary cushion versus Josh Allen, especially Russell Wilson. I think they're safer than Kyler Murray and Cam Newton. So I like starting with those two. And Deshaun Watson hasn't matched those other guys in scoring so far, but he's also had the Ravens and Steelers the past two weeks. Gets the Vikings this week, who have allowed a ton of points so far. Overall, they've just allowed their past three opponents to score 28-plus. I think Deshaun Watson puts up plenty of numbers this week. If I do need savings, I'm willing to go down to Matthew Stafford at 7,200. I think that's the the lowest I would probably
2: go. Yeah, Stafford's my tournament play. Um, we talked about him on the draft, draft or the DraftKings Podcast, but you know the, the Saints' defense has already already been struggling. Uh, Football Outsiders has them 21st in pass defense. They're 24th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. All three quarterbacks to face the Saints so far have finished top 12 in fantasy points on the week. Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers. And now their top two corners, Marshawn Lattimore and janoris Jenkins, are both out of this game. So you know Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones could both have big games. TJ Hawkinson's in a good spot. The Saints have struggled against tight end. So plenty of stacking options with Stafford. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think his price is definitely good. And, and I think, and we'll see, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick being right there next to him is going to keep Stafford's ownership in check a bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. Matthew Stafford's projected at three and a half percent right now. We'll see if that climbs, but I don't. I doubt it's going to climb a whole lot because there are so many QBs around. And the yeah. top QBs have scored so much so far this year. Yep. Tyler, what you like for GPP quarterback?
1: I'm going to prioritize those top four options with Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. I think my plan is to play 20% of each of those guys. Uh, my fifth quarterback is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, around 10 to 15%. And then I'll save like 5% to to make some Prescott-Amari lineups or some Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones lineups. But I'm definitely going to look to overweight with Lamar Jackson, Russ, Mahomes, and Josh Allen because they offer the best floor slash ceiling combination. It's easy to get those guys on FanDuel, and I think, honestly, Lamar Jackson might be my top GPP play uh, at quarterback on FanDuel. I honestly think he might come in at, like, 4 or 5% ownership, and I just think the Ravens are ready to drop over 40 points against this pathetic Washington football team. They lost Chase Young due to a groin injury. They're favored by two-plus touchdowns. Terry McLaurin might not play, and I just think uh, it's going to be one of those games where they're going to come out and just – have five touchdowns in the first half. And if Lamar's a piece of all of them and they pull him by the fourth quarter, there's a chance that he might have 35 or 40 fantasy points on the week. Yeah. Washington has not only lost Chase Young up front, but also lost uh, Matt Ioannidis
0: for the season at defensive tackle. So they're weakened even in their strongest area on their whole team. Tyler, do you think though that you favor Ryan Fitzpatrick over Matthew Stafford because you guys are beard brothers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just love watching, watching Fitzmagic play. He's always looking to stiff-arm linebackers and, <laughs> and he's just going out there yellowing. And uh, he was actually made me a bunch of money a few years ago when he had that six touchdown game. I think it was against the Texans dating back to like, I want to say 2016. So he's always got a place in my heart. And I, I really like that game to uh, go over the total. So I'll be rostering a bunch of Fitzmagic.
0: It's definitely more fun to watch him get you fantasy
2: points than it is most quarterbacks. He's he's like 35 years old playing on a bad Dolphins team, and he's still just like throwing his body around. You got you got to love it.
0: And then wearing a gold chain and a disco shirt <laughs> afterward to celebrate it. It doesn't get any better. So so <laughs> all right, over at Running Back for Cash, Jared, what do you like? My, my guy's Matthew Stafford as well, and we gave all the reasons. So I, I like him in GPPs. I'll get some of him, no matter if he doesn't have Ryan Fitzpatrick's facial hair. So that said, Running Back, Jared, what do you like?
2: Yeah, Alvin Kamara for me at running back, um, 8,800 bucks. And you know, it's only half PPR on Fando, but you know that, that still adds up if you're going to catch, you know, eight, nine, 10 passes, which Kamara has been doing. And honestly, you might do it again in this matchup. Michael Thomas out again for the Saints. So Kamara is going to be, you know, the, the clear top option in this passing game. Matchup's good too, obviously. Uh, the Lions are 29th in football outsiders, run defense, DVOA. They're 23rd in running back coverage. So, you know, it's a good spot for Kamara on the ground and in the passing game.
1: Tyler, what do you like? Yep, I'm gonna prioritize Kamara as well. Well, one thing Jared didn't mention is uh, the Kamara touchdowns. He's got six on the year, which is what we want to target on FanDuel. He's gonna be the guy every time they get down close. Another option for me is gonna be James Robinson sitting at 6.6K. He's priced as the RB13 on FanDuel, and he's just seen over 80 to 90% of the running back um, targets plus opportunities in that backfield and with that kind of usage going up against a bad Bengals defense I just think he's a little underpriced at uh 6.6 thousand 6, so he's going to be my main option in that mid-tier over on FanDuel.
0: Yeah I certainly like the upside there I think there are some interesting guys in the 7k range Kenny Drake at 7,000 I-, I hate that he's only seen five targets through three games especially when Chase Edmonds has seen 11 but Drake has had nice rushing volume. He's seen 60% of the team's rushing attempts inside the 10-yard line, according to Pro Football Reference. So even though Kyler Murray is a threat near the goal line, uh, Kenyon Drake is still getting the ball a decent amount down there for how many opportunities they've had. And then Clyde Edwards-Elair at 7,400, or maybe I should say Elair to match the other night on television. Jonathan Taylor at 7,500. I think all of those guys will be in consideration as I'm building out my cash lineup at running back?
2: Yeah, I'm going to do there. I think CEH would be like my number two priority after getting Kamara in there.
1: Over at TPP, Tyler, what do you like at running back? I like CEH. I like Kenyon Drake. I like James Robinson. I like Joe Mixon. And then I like Ronald Jones. So Ronald Jones is sitting all the way down at 5.6 thousand. I'm going to be all over that Tampa Bay defense. So I'm definitely going to be looking to use Ronald Jones in some of those lineups and hoping they just totally smash the Chargers. We talked about Joe Mixon on the DraftKings podcast. He's definitely underpriced on FanDuel, too, sitting at 6800 And he's probably a better play on FanDuel just because of his lack of receiving game usage. And he should be the guy once they get down in the red zone. I know since he's been really pass-heavy uh, thus far through three weeks, but I don't think their offensive coordinator wants to put Joe Burrow in those situations week in and week out. And I think they're going to look to establish the run a little bit more this week as Against the Jaguars. Yeah, I
2: mean, I will say that the Bengals are I think they're second in situation neutral pass rate. So I, I do think they want to be a pass first offense, but I agree there should be more rushing volume here um, with the Bengals, you know, potentially playing with the lead or, or at least the game not getting away from them. I like Daryl Henderson again for tournaments here. Um again, he he's priced with all these other guys like Joe Mixon, Kenny and Drake, um, even James Robinson will probably be more popular, but Daryl Henderson's just been really good and really productive over the past two weeks now. You know, he scored 19.1 and 18.5 FanDuel points, averaged 6.1 yards per carry over that span. He's third in PFF rushing grade among 40 qualifiers over that time. So, again, he's playing well. I think the Rams are going to stick with him as their lead back, especially with Cam Akers um, likely to miss this game. And you'll be have the Rams as 13 point home favorites with a huge implied total. So it's just, it's, it's the spot you want for your running back.
0: I want to throw Josh Jacobs into the mix as well. 8,000 bucks. I think he's going to get overlooked. He's headed for single digit ownership, despite dominating backfield work for them so far, 77.3% of Raiders rushing attempts to this point, 62% of their halfback targets. So he's, he's dominating both of those areas last week. They lost a lopsided one at New England. He still had 16 carries and four targets, so I think the work will be okay, even if the Bills jump out to a lead, which they've been doing to everybody so far. And I think the Raiders will try to work Josh Jacobs early to slow that fast-starting Bills team in this one. Bills are also a run-funnel defense, 26th and run-defense DVOA. So I think there's a chance that even if the Bills win this game easily, we just get enough from Josh Jacobs to produce at his level, and again, I think he's going to get much more lowly played than he deserves to be
2: like it
0: wide receiver Tyler. What do you have for cash
1: for cash? I think I'm going to go with DK Metcalf sitting at six point nine thousand. especially if I use Russell Wilson in cash. I think I'm probably going to look to DK Metcalf. He's priced as the wide receiver 14 on Fanduel, which is just way underpriced. He scored a touchdown in every single week this season, and he's going up against a dolphin secondary that can't really stop anyone so far this year. I do like Amari Cooper. Uh, I know he's not generally viewed as a cash game player. I think he's really ready for a spike game week this week and he always puts up better numbers at home. And then in the same game Odell Beckham is just way too cheap at 6.6k. So I'm looking at those three guys as some of my options in cash. Um not sure how I'm going to sparse through the rest of the the wide receiver player pool, but I'm definitely uh looking at those three guys.
0: I think Beckham's the only one of those that would really scare me as a cash game play, just because we've seen how wide the range of possibilities and much more on the low end for him with the Browns.
2: Yeah. I'm either there. I mean, the price is nice, but I would priced, probably... I think there's enough safer options. Um, and wide receiver for cash games. But DK Metcalf is my top guy. I'm with Tyler. He's just way underpriced. Um, Byron Jones is still out of this game for Miami. Xavier Howard hasn't been good. Their rookie, uh, Noah Igbenagami, has really struggled lately. He's going to see some of DK Metcalf. So Metcalf should be $500 to $600 more expensive.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. At 6000 though, I'll throw out Tyler Boyd as maybe arguably the safest value on the FanDuel board if you go by our FanDuel dollars per point. I mean, the only guys he's behind are some really cheap wide receivers that we don't really know what the target counts are going to be. But we know that Tyler Boyd's going to get the ball. Jacksonville is a pass funnel defense, ninth in run defense DVOA, according to Football Outsiders so far, a distant 32nd in pass defense DVOA. They're even way behind the Jets through three weeks, not counting last night against denver much worse than everyone else in the league in that area eight and 13 targets the past two weeks for tyler boyd and an 81 percent catch rate so far for um boyd with joe burrow so the connection's working out nicely
2: i just wish you scored more touchdowns for Fanduel. i swear i played boyd like every week on Fanduel last year and he just was always sort of disappointing because he'll catch like six balls for 70 yards but that's just that's you know not not great on Fanduel. touchdowns will come at some point though
0: jared what do you like for gpp a wide
2: receiver um, Brandon cooks for me, 5,300 bucks. I mean, I think he's a cash game option as well at that price tag. Um, he was limited in week one. Um, you know, he was banged up throughout the summer, you know, on a new team. So he was limited in week one, but the past two weeks, he's played 89% of Houston's offensive snaps. He's run a route on 90% of Deshaun Watson's dropbacks. And he's seen a 20.6% target share. So, you know, give me a guy we know is talented playing that type of role in a good matchup against Minnesota, um, they're, they're, uh, second worst in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Um, so give me all that at 5,300 bucks. I think he's, you
1: know, way too cheap. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Tyler, what else do you like? Yeah. I mean, if you go to Jared's Twitter, he's talking about how Amari Cooper and, uh, Will Fuller have a, have a shot at 180 yards and two touchdowns this week. So those are going to be two of my guys. I think they got a great shot at a spike week as well. Amari Cooper mentioned how he feels hundred percent for the first time this season, Will Fuller practiced in full on Friday and isn't even on the injury report with his hamstring injury, and he's sitting at six point one thousand in a terrific matchup. So for me, I'd prefer Will Fuller over Brandon Cooks. He's just $800 more expensive. And then it's going to be the wide receivers in the Dolphins-Seahawks game. I'm going to have big exposures on Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, Devontae Parker. Going to dabble a little on Preston Williams and then uh, Mike Gesicki in the same game. Besides that, Stefan Diggs at 7000 He always goes under-owned. He's shown pretty good chemistry with Josh Allen. He's seen a bunch of targets. He's clearly their top option already. And the Bills have been extremely pass-heavy this season, and they're going up against a Raiders secondary that hasn't slowed down really anyone yet. So, uh, And Stefan Diggs is in a range, too, where there's going to be chalkier options with guys like DJ Moore, Odell Beckham, uh, even Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, and Amari Cooper. So I think Diggs is going to offer some, some pretty good uh, – savings there and then he's got a great shot at a, at a breakout game as well.
0: Yeah, I think right with Brandon Cooks in the cheap range if you need the salary savings is uh, Traquan Smith at 5300 um, I would be more excited for him if he weren't the same price as Brandon Cooks, but I think there's the opportunity to play both of them even. 54 point over and under for Lions Saints and Michael Thomas is out. So Traquan Smith is their number one receiver. Maybe he doesn't end up with as many targets as Emmanuel Sanders this time, but heading into the game, he is certainly the top receiver for Drew Brees and what looks like a shootout in Detroit. I mentioned Kenny Galladay in this spot on on the DraftKings pod. I don't like him as much on FanDuel. I I, I definitely think he's still in play. He's got a high ceiling, uh, as high as most other guys' in position. But it's tougher for me to like Kenny Galladay when Amari Cooper is $200 cheaper over here. I mean, if you can fit both of those guys in your lineup, that's fine. But if I'm choosing between them, I prefer Amari Cooper for that ceiling that he has at home. As Tyler said, he's healthy. The Cowboys are playing well on offense. I think Amari Cooper has huge game potential in him for this week.
2: Well, Mike Evans is 100 bucks more expensive than Galladay too. I think I'd rather pay the 100 extra for Evans, too. So I could see that. Tyler, what do you like for cash at tight end?
1: Cash at tight end, it's going to be Mike Gesicki probably at 5.7, unless I can afford Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. Those are going to be the three guys I'm looking at. I don't think Logan Thomas is really in play on FanDuel just because I don't think the Redskins are even going to score a touchdown, and I'd rather not waste a a position where this guy might only get me six FanDuel points. I think he's he's more in play on DraftKings, but for me, I'm going to try to prioritize one of those top options over on FanDuel. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I mean Thomas just doesn't save you enough on Fanduel. I mean he's forty nine hundred bucks. Um, I like TJ Hawkinson for just five hundred more dollars. Um, you know he seems to be trending up here. He set a season high last week, running a pass route on ninety percent of Matt Stafford's dropbacks. Um, Hawkinson tied for the team lead with seven targets last week. That was a 23% target share. And the saints have struggled against tight ends. They've allowed a tight end touchdown in all three weeks so far. That includes a a score to Robert Tanyan last week. Uh, Darren Waller had that 12 catch game against them in week two. So it's, it's all sort of coming together for Hawkinson and he's still, you know, Way underpriced here on FanDuel, I think.
0: I got Hawkinson down as my guy. I, I think it's a, a great spot for him this week, and I agree with uh, not saving enough on Logan Thomas. I do think that if you're looking down in the cheap range, I like Dalton Schultz at 4900 I have him on the GPP side, but I think he can work in cash too if you are looking to save that kind of money. 16 targets, 13 catches in two games without Blake Jarwin so far. Now he gets Cleveland, which is below average in, in tight end coverage, DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. The Browns have also allowed the third most fantasy points to tight end so far. And so when you put all that together and Dalton Schultz is just in that high powered Cowboys offense, that's also moving quickly. So creating more scoring opportunities for everybody. I think he's attractive across formats here on FanDuel. Tyler, what do you like for GPP at tight end?
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm going to prioritize paying up at the position. I really want to target upside at the tight end position because I think there's so many options that are going to get you under 10 points. So I'm gonna target those guys that have a chance of getting 20 plus. So for me, that's Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Tyler Higby, and then Mike Gasicki as well. So those are gonna be my four options. I think I don't think I'm gonna play any other tight ends this week. So I'm gonna look to overweight on those four guys at the top, and then uh, Gasicki in the mid range. Jared, what you got?
2: I like Hunter Henry for tournaments. Sixty, one hundred bucks. Um, He's sixth among all tight ends in pass routes. He's fifth in targets, third in catches, second in receiving yards. Just hasn't scored yet. So I think he's still sort of flying under the radar, maybe a bit cheaper than he should be. Um, and especially with Mike Williams out of this game for the Chargers, you know, that should only push more targets Henry's win.
0: Yeah, Mark Andrews is going to be my focal point at 7,400 if I don't need to spend down for Dalton Schultz. The highest ceiling on the slate, we've got no Zach Ertz, we've got no George Kittle. And I think Mark Andrews' spot is just way better than Travis Kelsey's. It's a get-right spot, as I mentioned, against Washington. I don't think that they have an answer for him. And I think that the price should keep his ownership from getting as high as it really should be in this spot. So I'm not even at all worried about uh, ownership on Mark Andrews. He's going to be my my high-priced tight end for sure. At flex, Tyler, what's your plan? Plan is to use a running
1: back. Uh, most of my lineups are going to have running back in at the flex. Uh, I think a lot of running backs are in good spots this week. A lot of them have 100 yards with multiple touchdown opportunities. It's generally an easier position to predict. Uh, wide receivers are a little bit more variant. Um, sometimes they're going to have bigger spike weeks, but they're harder to predict. So I'm just going to take those guys that have the 20-plus touch in the range of outcome and hope they get the 100 yards and two scores. And if that's the case, they're they're probably going to be in GPP winning lineups. I might play a couple double tight end lineups with the expensive guys like Kelsey and Andrews or Andrews and Gasicki. But it's mostly going to be the running back at the flex uh, with the guys like Zeke, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon. And-
2: yeah, I think the, the only guy... I'd consider for flex in tournaments that we haven't talked about is Robert Woods, who's 6,700 bucks. And I know he's not, you know, the touchdown scorer that we usually look for on FanDuel, but you know, touchdowns are going to come for the guy, especially when the Rams have that huge, you know, 30 and a half point implied total. I think Woods at 6,700 bucks is a pretty nice value. Uh,
0: Ronald Jones at 5,600, I think was already mentioned earlier, but definitely somebody I'm considering for a flex spot. Daryl Henderson, 6,400 against the Giants, definitely a third uh, running back. I agree with considering some wide receivers there, Jared, and I think there are some good ones, lots of good options in that 6K to 7,300 range with some relative target certainty. I think that's going to come in handy when I'm trying to decide who I might want to slide into a GPP lineup in that flex spot from wide receiver. Over to defense, Tyler, who are your top targets?
1: Defense is pretty easy for me this week. Uh, I'm going to play Tampa and cash, probably Tampa and 60% of my GPPs and then Baltimore in 20% and the Rams in 20%. So that's how I'll get my 100% on defenses. I think those three options are terrific. All of them have a chance at a shutout. All of them have a major offensive line versus offensive line advantage and I feel the best about Tampa because they're the cheapest. They've they've I mean they've shown tremendous chemistry through 3 weeks. They're getting after the quarterback. They're playing against a rookie. They're more than touchdown favorites. And then same thing with Baltimore and the Rams. All these teams are are huge favorites, and they're going to generate pressure. So I think they have a chance to break the slate. So for me, it's going to be prioritizing those three defenses among the rest. I'm not even going to mess around with any of the cheaper defenses over on Fando this week.
2: Jared, which cheap defenses are you messing around with? So the Ravens at five thousand bucks pop as the top value, even uh, according to our projections. I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll pay up for the Ravens. If I'm going cheap, though, it'd be the Cardinals at thirty-eight hundred bucks. Um, you know, they, they've played well so far. Football Outsiders says them seventh in DVOA. Um, they're three and a half point favorites. You know, the the Panthers' O line is still one that I think we can attack. So I think the Cardinals, if you want to pay down, are the way to go. I agree with trying to pay up for the expensive options: Bucks, Rams, Colts, 4900
0: against the Bears. There's turnover upside no matter who their quarterback is. So I would like to try to do that. I think if you're going down low, Texans and Jaguars are the cheap options. I would rather not play one of those. So we talked about the Texans matchup on the DK show. The Jaguars wouldn't look like a good option. The Bengals have plenty of talent, but they're the fourth most friendly scoring matchup for defenses so far, according to the Draft Shark Strength of Schedule page, adding 142% to defense scoring. Part of that's because they allowed a bunch of sacks to the Eagles last week, and the Eagles defense had stunk before that. But the Bengals have allowed 14 sacks through three games, so there is some upside there. You know, if you're the more pressure that you're facing, the greater chance there is for some turnovers, which is ultimately where the big upside comes from on defense. That's going to do it for this week fan FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Get some cash game recommendations from Kevin. Get tournament picks from Tyler. He will also present his favorite stacking options for the week. You can check out our lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections, fan share ownership projections, and imported player salaries. And come Saturday morning, we'll show you who we're playing against each other in round four of the Shark Duel in the free post for this podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse. at Syracuse with an I. And I am at ShaufdS, that's S C H A U F, for Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse, and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew. I'm Matt Schauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.